0: On this episode of What I Witnessed, you'll hear Mono Polito tell her accounts of out-of-body experiences, sleep paralysis, and several encounters with apparitions. Mono's husband, Ralph, told his accounts of the occult on a previous episode. You will also hear Nina Terabile tell her story which was featured on My Paranormal Nightmare on the Travel Channel. She recounts her paranormal encounters after using a psychic circle spirit board.
1: My name is Mona Polito, and this is what I witnessed. Uh, I want to talk about when I was about seven years old. I lived in the grove, and uh, I was sleeping with my, uh, I have a family, my family, my mom and dad. I have five brothers, but I woke up in the middle of the night away from my bed uh in, I was in the living room in front of a heater, the old-fashioned heaters where you could actually see the flames. And I, well, I was spinning. It was like I was playing. I was on the floor, on my side, spinning with my legs and feet. First I'd go clockwise, and then I'd go counterclockwise. And each time I could see the flames of the heater, which it was probably winter. And then it dawned on me, why aren't my mom and dad waking up and telling me to go to bed or asking me what I'm doing, and nobody woke up. And this went on for quite a while. But in the morning when I woke up, I was in my bed, and I remembered everything about that dream as I remember it still, very clear, and I didn't understand it because I was only seven. So I didn't know what it was more, more than a dream, I felt like I was really in the living room. So um, fast forward to when I'm in my 20s, and I was laying down uh, in my bed. I was by myself. And again, it was late, middle of the night. And I woke up, and the hallway light was on. And I could see that out of the bedroom door. And I sat up, and something was different, and I didn't quite understand it, and my, I wanted to go out of the room and up the stairs where the light was on, because my room was dark at the time, but something made me look back, and when I looked back, I could see myself sleeping, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, I didn't expect that either, and, and then I realized I'm not in my body. Uh, So, I, I really wasn't afraid, and my thinking was like speeded up. I was thinking a lot. Uh, it's my body, my spirit, I guess, wanted to leave, leave the room and go upstairs. But something told me to lay back down. And this went on for a while. It wasn't that fast, but I laid back down into my body, and when I went back down into my body, my eyes opened and I was awake. And I connected my childhood dream or out-of-body experience as just that, an out-of-body experience. And uh, those are my two experiences like that. And it it was just mind-blowing. I'm kind of glad I laid back down in my body so those are two experiences like that i've also want to talk about an experience i had when i lived in denver and i was driving coming to pueblo to visit my family and i was by myself and i was nearing monument and it was night i'm nearing monument i'm in the mountains i'm on i-25 driving 70 75 miles an hour and I didn't really realize I had just nodded out for a s- split second. I didn't even know I was sleepy. And when I opened my eyes and looked into the rearview mirror, my son was in the back seat looking at me. And that freaked me out so bad because I didn't bring him. I was the only one in the car, and he was looking at me, and it, I got my soda and started touching my face with the cold can. I opened the window, and I was totally freaked out. And uh, it's a good thing I didn't fall asleep. And my son, who was alive then, uh, I don't know why he was in the back seat, but he alerted me by just being there. So that's another experience that um, I'll never forget. Uh, I've also had experiences with paralysis, and I have many, many experiences with this, Um, that same bedroom where I had the out-of-body experience, Uh, I had many things happen to me in that basement where my parents lived, and I'd go into paralysis, and when, if you're familiar with that, you can't move any of your body, but you're conscious, your eyes are moving, and you're awake, and you're not dreaming. You can't move, you can't speak, you can't, nothing comes out of your mouth. And at the time it was dark. These are the days when I slept with the lights out, which I don't do anymore because of these paralysis experiences. Um, But while I was in paralysis, this, I'll call it a spirit because I didn't know what it was then, sat on me and actually pressed his hand down, like, on my stomach very hard. And I was so freaked out, and I really didn't know what to do. It lasted what seemed like forever, and finally it let go. And I was, I, it let go also of the paralysis, and I was able to get up and turn the light on. Of course, nothing was there. The same spirit, another time that I came to Pueblo, uh, I was sleeping on the couch this time in the living room, and it was late. Everybody was in bed, was two, three in the morning. I shut the TV off, and this thing started talking to me from down the hall. It was probably 10 or 15 feet away from me, down the hallway, and it spoke in a heavy whisper, but it wasn't it wasn't regular talking. it was exhaling. It was in a language I didn't understand. It was so strange. And it said like a long sentence. And there I am on, on the couch, not even believing this. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, no, nah, uh, I must be dreaming. But it spoke to me again because it knew what I was thinking. Uh, going back to this experience, it was a male And I was so afraid to look, even though it was dark, I didn't want to see anything. I was so afraid. I was able to put my hand on the coffee table and turn the TV back on with the remote, which flooded the room with TV light. And it stayed there for a very long time. I could sense it. And I, my eyes were wide open and probably a couple hours went by. When the sun started coming up and flooding the living room, it had left, and I knew it had left, but that's, that's the first time that I had a spirit talk to me, and to this day, I don't know what it was saying. I didn't understand it, so that's just, and I was very conscious that was not, I was not dreaming, so that's just one experience. Um. After many years of paralysis, and a lot of this uh, developed when I had a fiance who died in a horrific car wreck. I was probably 25. I was in college at the time here in Pueblo, which actually saved my life being busy. But I was very vulnerable, very sad. And a lot of this paralysis and These spiritual things started happening to me after he had died. Uh, It got intense. Um, The paralysis, I've learned to kind of control it, especially with my faith. I sleep with the rosary under my bed. I Not under my bed, under my pillow. I keep a light on dim. And I could sense, if, if I'm going to get paralysis, then I know something's in the house, maybe not good. I pray, and I can pretty much manage that to any spirits to leave me alone. And I'm not as afraid as I used to be. My husband, Ralph, spoke about a story about a witch in Colorado Springs, which was a ball moving back and forth in the window against the wind. So, going years later, uh, when him and I lived in Pueblo, uh, we rented a house, and I fell asleep in our spare bedroom. My brother would not spend the night there. He said, there's something in there. And he was also very, uh, my brother uh, is very in tune or attuned to these kind of spiritual experiences. So, he would never sleep over, and he would not sleep in that room, and I didn't pay attention to him at the time. I was reading in there. I fell asleep, and I woke up to this spinning ball above my head, and at the time, I don't think I had a light on, because I had just fallen asleep. I might have, I don't remember, but this thing was whirring above my head, and it was ominous. It was scaring me, and... And I was also in paralysis, but I was able to move slowly. It took a long time to sit up. The whole time this thing is whirling and it's making a whooshing noise. Like whoo, 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 above my head. And I'm afraid of it. And I'm trying to get up and go into our bedroom where Ralph is sleeping, so he could help me get out of this or help me somehow. I make it to our bedroom door in very slow motion because I'm still in this paralysis but fighting it. All the while, this whooshing thing is above my head, and I knock on the door very lightly because I can't knock hard, and Ralph opens the door and looks at me, goes back to the bed, and kind of covers himself, and looking... And I'm like, what? I can't even talk. I'm in in paralysis still, but barely moving, and nothing will come out of my mouth. And I can't believe Ralph can't help me. I'm not understanding this thing. The whole time this thing is whooshing above and behind my head. So I'm like desperate, and all of a sudden I just said, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, stop. And as soon as I said that, I woke up in that spare bedroom. My eyes wide open, and everything was calm and quiet. And that thing had left, and i have never experienced that certain spirit again. So I lean on my faith because it's stronger, and and, uh, it can fight these battles for you if only you use his name.
2: This is Nina Turbile, and this is what I witnessed. Um, When I was younger, I lived in a haunted house. I had many experience. Um, I was living with my grandparents when I was younger because my parents got divorced, and I had a bedroom that I couldn't sleep in because it always felt like someone was in the room with me. I couldn't see anything, but at nighttime, I could hear footsteps walking around my bed. And sometimes I could hear my blinds going like up and down, like someone was peeking in. Um, I also had experienced that I was with my brother one Sunday and my grandparents went to visit one of my aunts. And my brother... He either, he hit me or he did something that it was going to start in alt, like a physical altercation. And right after like we were going to get into a physical altercation, we heard a crash and we heard like this very like scary cackling coming to my, like from my grandfather's bedroom. Remind you, no one's home, just us two. Um, we both ran down the stairs and went outside. Um, a few minutes later, we decided to go back in to see if anything was broken because we heard a crash. And we, were, we weren't allowed to go um, in my grandfather's bedroom. It was like his private, like he didn't want anyone in his bedroom. But we didn't want to get in trouble because he's going to think we went in there if there was something broken. Um, we didn't find anything and the windows weren't open, so I couldn't, like, the laughter couldn't be coming from outside. There is another ex- um, experience I had with my grandmother. One, one night I couldn't sleep and I noticed the TV downstairs was on, so I went downstairs and it was my gran- grandmother's, like, watching television. So I decided to sit with her. And we had a glass French door that separate the hallway and the living room. So that was closed. And for some reason, I, I looked in that direction and I saw my brother standing behind the door. Just he wasn't staring at us. He was like staring like away from us. And I th- asked my grandma I'm like why isn't he coming into the room with us and she looked too and she saw it and she went up to open the door to tell him to come in so he could watch tv with us and when she opened the door she turned around and she just gave me like a startled look and she told me no one's there but we both witnessed it um we would I would have my name being called, um, and no one was home. We would hear like scratching in the walls and, and sometimes like we would see like, um, shadow figures, like walking throughout the house. Um, a terrifying encounter that I had that was, that I was, I told on, um, a TV show called My Paranormal Nightmare. It was around like the year, like 1995, 1996, when I was like 15. I was always into the paranormal, even before living in, in the haunted house. I um, bought a spirit board. It wasn't a Ouija board, but it was, um, it was called Psychic Circle. And in the middle, it would have, you know, your typical alphabet and yes and no it was different because it had the zodiac signs around it um like all the zodiac signs so it could like if the spirit's talking to you and you're asking for like a certain month it could like go to like a zodiac sign so i started playing like fooling around with that like trying to get contact with whatever was in my home and nothing happened I also, around this time, I was starting to get into um, occult matter. Like, I would pick up, um, I guess, like, witchcraft books, um, books with spells, books with um, how to conjure up spirits. And I also read, at the same time, I would, like, read these books and try to, like, um, cast like a spell. Well, nothing happened like right away, A couple of days later, I was woken up with something growling in my ear. And I, I couldn't move. Um, but when this happened, like I could feel like there was something in the room, like a presence in the room with me. Um, and this lasts maybe like a couple of seconds, but it felt like, like it felt longer because you're, you're scared. Like you can't move something growled in your ear. And that's how I woke up. Like with something growling in my ear. Um, eventually, like I was able to like sit up and I had to like run across my room because that's where I had my light switch. And I looked and nothing was there. Now this happened every single day for two months straight. Um, it got worse. It got worse um, throughout. Like sometimes it would, it would. Um, I would eventually fall back to sleep, and I would be woken up again with something growling in my ear. And this would happen until daylight daylight like it would just like start all over again um there was one night that i actually was woken up with something growling my ear and not being able to um move and i decided to open my eyes and when i did there is a black shadow figure standing by my bed um and that scared me a lot so I eventually like decided to move across the street where my aunt lived thinking that these paranormal experiences was because of the house, not because what I, what I did. So I moved across the street, um, for a little bit and it followed me across the street. Um, I would be woken up again with something growling in my ear. Um, I also woke up one night and there was something floating above my bed and it had like, what I described it as like cat's eyes, like it was glowing and then had slits. Um, so I knew something was like, it wasn't the house. Um, it was the summertime. So I got a summer job during the week um, watching my younger cousin. So Monday through Friday, I would go to, I would stay over my aunt's house that lived um, a town away from us. It was a different aunt. So I would live, I would stay there for from Monday through Friday and it followed me there. The first night I stayed over, I stayed in the spare bedroom and above the bed was a light that you had to like physically touch and it would um it would go like it would be like light and then it would go bright it would be it would have it's like a dimmer, it would go light and then it would have a brighter light and then it would turn off. Well that night um I woke up with the light going crazy. Like it would kept on like switching from like light to the brighter and then off and And, but it kept on doing that. So I ran out, um, of the room, but I made sure after I ran out of the room, like to walk quietly because my cousin's door was open and I didn't want to wake him up because his parents had to go to work. But before I passed his bedroom, I could hear whispering. Like he, like, I thought it was him having a conversation with himself, um, The next day, I I told my aunt, like, oh, he was, you know, your son was awake last night. He was talking to himself in his bedroom. And she's like, no, he was in my room the whole night sleeping. So I don't know what was in that room talking. I'm happy I didn't go in there, like, you know, go in there and investigate. Um, This would happen, like, all the time, like, just waking up with something growling in my ear. Eventually, um, on the weekend, I didn't live with my other aunt that lives across the street. When I would have to come back from my job Monday through Friday, I moved back to my grandparents' house. Um, Once sc- another scary moment was when my brother and my dad also lived with my grandparents, too, um, went camping and I decided to sleep downstairs in the basement cause it was cooler. We only had one AC and it was in the living room. So I, and my grandma's grandmother decided to sleep on the couch. So I was, I went downstairs where it was cooler to sleep. I was woken up that night with something like, it sounded like someone was walking down the stairs, but because I was um, sleeping and my father, um, My father worked third shift, so I just thought it was him. Like, totally forgot that he was camping until I saw something in the um, doorway. And it was like, it had horns. I couldn't see the face. The face was censored out. It had claws and it had goat feet. And it kept on disappearing and reappearing until it got to the, um, the couch where I was. And it told me to go upstairs. And of course, like, you know, eventually I was able to move because I was still in that, that state that I couldn't move. I ran upstairs because it told me, go upstairs. Your grandmother wants you. I went upstairs. Um, I went into the living room to see where, like, what my grandma, like, why did she want me? And um, she was fast asleep. A couple days later, she. Told me, uh, my grandmother t- came to me and was like, "I don't know if you're fooling around with, with, you know, witchcraft or anything." Because she's really religious. Like my family is from Puerto Rico, so they're really religious. Like having a spirit, like I had to hide my spirit board, like because they would have burned it. Like she wasn't, she she doesn't like this, like this occult stuff. She asked me if I was fooling around with anything of course like I I didn't want to get in trouble so I said no because she kept on having dreams of me signing a book with the devil the last resort was when it woke me up with the growling in my ears and it told me it was going to kill my family and the next day I was like okay this is it like I can't I can't do this anymore like I'm really tired like I had enough like and it's threatened my family now like I don't know what it was I'm I'm thinking more like something demonic and I got all my I got this spirit board I threw it out in the garbage and that night something came to my room and told me that it was, it was going to come back. Um, that's when I was like 15, I'm like 39. Now, occasionally I would have paranormal activities happening. Um, the scary one was when I was, I just had my first son, um, my first child, my son, and I, I was 30 at the time and I was in my bedroom. My son was in his bassinet next to the bed and I was watching TV and like on my phone at the same time. And I noticed that the TV was blacking out. So I thought, cause it was an old TV. I thought it was, um, just going like it was broken and I looked up and there is a black hooded sugar, um, hooded figure walking across the t- in front of the TV and went into the wall. We eventually moved like a couple of years ago and it was probably like a year or two ago. My son was in the family room downstairs and he saw a shadow figure going back and forth in the bathroom. And he ran upstairs and he, he was, you know, he was crying and told me that he saw a black hooded shadow figure walking back and forth in the bathroom. And that was like the last time I had an experience with like the, the paranormal.
0: You can follow What I Witnessed on Instagram and Facebook. If you have a story to tell, you can private message us on Instagram, Facebook, or email us at what I witnessed at gmail.com. W-H-A-T-E-Y-E-W-I-T-N-E-S-S-E-D at gmail.com.